episode of the Talking True Hoops podcast here with Robert Schlatter and Nick Paravalos, and we are here to talk some NBA action. Nick, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. everyone. Merry Christmas, Rob. We're talking some NBA action for the for the Christmas. We're coming up on Christmas real quick. Happy Christmas. It's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler. The 25th today is the 22nd, so we're going to be talking about the Christmas games, a little bit about a wish list for each team that they have and what they would want for their team to become a better franchise overall and for this season as well. So we're going to go through the the matchups for Christmas Day, and they got to, we got some pretty good ones, Nick, coming in here. Yeah, so, we do. So we got the Sixers versus the Knicks at 12 o'clock on ESPN. Then we got the Cavs and the Warriors, which is the marquee matchup at 3 o'clock on ABC. Then we got the Washington Wizards against the Boston Celtics. Then we got Houston Rockets at OKC, which I think is another very interesting game. Then we got the Minnesota Timberwolves versus the Lakers. So kind of rounds off the top. I don't, I don't know if that's really what we – the Lakers is, you know, you got to put in the Lakers and the Knicks kind of. Showtime. Showtime. Yeah, kudos to the NBA for putting such a good a couple games on. Yeah, the the, yeah. Day. They usually in the past years they've always had a had a good amount of games that you know show show the scope of the NBA. And I think that it's like at Christmas time, you know, people want to say like by probably the All Star break that you you can really judge a team. But I kind of like to look at at the at Christmas as like the point where you kind of see where a team's at too, because that's usually when they're playing pretty good basketball and kind of still playing at a high level or kind of going yeah. into that point where they're playing high-level basketball. So we're going to talk about the matchups. We'll start off with the Knicks versus the versus the Sixers. So honestly, this is like a future matchup or like two teams that are going to be looking to the future. They're not at this point where they're supposed to be. Obviously, the Knicks and the Sixers have a young core with Embiid and Simmons with the Sixers and then Porzingis and uh you could say Nilakina with the uh, with the Knicks, so it's an interesting matchup, Nick. To look, look yeah, oh, is, uh, Embiid is playing, so he he's missing the okay. two games. They said they're they're taking him out for the two games, and then they're going to put him in there and play on Christmas, which is obviously great for us to watch them on Christmas because that's you want to see that big marquee matchup at the Garden. Sixers. Yeah, I'd like to see him show up in a Santa outfit. Yeah, that'd be that'd be something. So it's a it's a good <laughs> it's a good matchup there, and then. Uh, realistically, I, is I Porzingis see, playing. Porzingis is playing. He played last night. Uh, so the twenty okay. today's the twenty second. So they played last night against the against the Celtics. Uh, he only had one point in like twelve minutes. So he wasn't didn't have the best return back from injury. But it's still going to be a. I, I'm I'm sure he'll show up and play well against the Sixers. And it'll be. I'm I'm looking at this to be like a, actually a close game between the Knicks and the Sixers yeah. probably. End up being still in the 90s, but I think it's going to be a pretty solid, solid game to watch. Yeah, the Knicks, the Knicks are actually playing some decent basketball as of late, and it's at home. So, so, so the Knicks are yeah. going to step up because they're they're a team that plays really well it's when at they're home. at home. Not too well on the road, but that's you know pretty. They are like one of the teams that always plays at MSG on Christmas, so they kind of got to keep them in there. I think. Like, yeah, they la- do. Last year they did, and then the year before they didn't, which was kind of weird because they were looked at as like a crappy team, which they they were two years ago. But usually they're like a team that always plays. It's kind of like the the deal with the Detroit Lions when they're like always the team that plays on Thanksgiving. Thursday night. So, yeah, I mean, it just makes sense Um, to keep them on Christmas. If I was the Sixers, this might be, this is, you know, they're on prime time. This might be one of those games where they could showcase 
showcase what they got. Everybody, not what they got. And this might be people start jumping on to start watching NBA around this time of year as well, with the football season decreasing and basketball picking up. So maybe people that haven't been paying attention puts on that 12 o'clock game on Christmas and. The Sixers are playing the Knicks, and the Sixers come and show up. People are like, oh, wow, these Sixers are actually legit. Exactly. So it's a time for people to start pick up watching basketball, and it's a solid game, solid two young teams. Let's move on to the Cavs and the Warriors, the big matchup. Unfortunately, Steph Curry was said to not be playing. So it's going to be interesting. You know, they'll be fine without Steph, I think. It's still going to be a solid matchup because, you know, it's the Cavs, Warriors. They still got a lot of talent. Isaiah Thomas is supposed to be coming back for the Cavs. He was warming up. Really? I yeah. thought. Well, thought they're not too certain. I'm there. It's like kind of like, you know, not confirmed if he'll play on Christmas. He's supposed to come back again after like his timetable was to come back or like around New Year's. So that's uh-huh. when he was. But it, it's quite possible they can just be like, let's showcase him on Christmas. It'd be interesting because it's a huge matchup. And kind of like if you want to just throw him in there and give him a cut, like I don't see a problem if they give him a couple minutes. But it's it is a huge game. Like even though it's a regular season game and it's out out of conference, like but it's the matchup that's most likely going to be the NBA Finals. So it's a big matchup which they may throw yeah, him in. So can't debate that. I'd like to see what the the new Cleveland players um, perform versus you know the Warriors. This is that yeah. matchup for the last two years, three years, and this is what they got went out and got people for. Let's see how Jeff Green plays. Crowder Jay, yeah, plays. Yeah, Jay Crowder. They gotta right? they gotta see what they can see what they can do with the it's new a town. Matchup. Yeah, they got yeah. let's see if uh Calderon's able to uh do anything against the Warriors. I mean they I think honestly I mean last year, if it's anything like last year's game with step uh with Kyrie like hitting uh step back or yeah game winner yeah. against Clay Thompson post up it was that was a crazy game if it's anything like that this time it's at uh in Dub Nation in uh Golden State so if it's anything like that with that atmosphere I mean it's going to be crazy so it's 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 obviously the game to I, watch but I think know. it will be I think it'll be you know just as the hype will live up to it, you know? Yeah, I, I think so, too. So now uh, we got an interesting Eastern Conference matchup, too, with the— This is one of my favorites, Rob. I, I think so, too. I think this is, like, going to be the low-key, the best game, honestly. You got the— They self- have a rivalry. They do have a rivalry, yeah. yeah, especially from last year in the playoffs. Although Isaiah's yep. no longer there, it's the Washington Wizards against the Boston Celtics, and now the Wizards are kind of looking— to regain their like identity as like a top five team in the East right mm-hmm. now, I believe they're like at the seventh seed. If I'm not mistaken. No, they're the sixth seed. So they're looking to move up past like Milwaukee and Indiana and try and you know show that they are still a very solid team in the Eastern Conference against the Boston Celtics. And we got Kyrie on prime time. We know what he did last year on Christmas, so he's about to drop buckets, no doubt. And I think it's going to be a John Wall back too. Philly. John Wall's back. Been good he's, lately. Yeah, he's been working into the system again and getting that team playing well. So I think it's going to be a, a really good matchup. I think it's a sleeper for being the best game, even though you know you can debate whether or not it's the best if the teams are you know which teams are better or whatever you know Eastern Conference whatever. It's 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 honestly I think the best matchup of players and just teams overall. Yeah, well, we got to see what type of game comes out of this Wizards-Celtics because as of late, it's been 
you know, a physical battle between players, but there's been a lot of turnovers on both teams with, like, rosters. But mm-hmm. now I'm talking about the Celtics specifically. So let's see if those players bring the same intensity that the old players used to bring versus the Wizards. Maybe we'll see a fight maybe on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that would be something. That'd the NBA be something. will allow that, but I hope. I hope for some physical basketball because you don't see that as much lately. But, you know. We'll see. And it and it'll be really fun to see the young players like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum step up on Christmas. Tatum's been playing really well. Yep. I think he's averaging around thirteen points and like five he's rebounds. Good. So he's been playing really solid for a rookie. So it's gonna be interesting how he handles the Christmas Day matchup and the Christmas Day environment. So low key gonna be the best game, honestly. That's what that in my mind I think it's gonna be the best game. And then uh, we got yeah. the we got the Rockets and the OKC Thunder. Rockets have been absolutely tearing it up. They are still yep, they are still holding at first in the East, but Golden State's or in, in the West, Golden State is still tracking behind them, only a half game back, only percentage points for winning percentage. So they're they're right behind them. So they want to show off on uh on Christmas Day, and they're playing against the struggling OKC Thunder to say the least. Nick, I. I mean, yeah. it, it, I think since it's Christmas and usually the, the, the personnel like Paul George and Mello and Russell Westbrook and then you got Chris Paul and James Harden, they're gonna, it's going to be an, a good game, but I think it could end up being lopsided. Like, honestly, I could see OKC just because they have big-time players that show up on big-time games and on big national network games. I could see, you know, possibly OKC throwing up a 20 spot on them or, you know, other way around that – James Harden goes off or Chris Paul goes off and has a great yeah. game. So I don't I don't think it'll be like a really like tough game that's like switching, you know, lead changes every every time. It's going to be like a game that's really lopsided on one time. Like one team is going to play so much better than the other. That's kind of what the vibe I'm getting from yeah, from this Rob, matchup. I, you couldn't have said it better. I, I felt the same way looking at it. I feel like it's either going to be a Rockets blowout or OKC blowout. Yeah, I I don't really see it being like a game that it's a it's a fun game just because of what what the players you know the players that are playing. So that's going to yeah. be a fun thing to see. But I, it's just the way that they've been playing lately. Obviously, OKC's been really struggling. They are. Now sixth in the East, only one game above 500, or in the West. West, in the West, I keep saying the East, in the Western Conference. So they are, you know, they're, they've been struggling. They haven't gotten off to the start. Most people thought they would, but, you know, they could, they got the players so they can go off. I mean, that's as simple as that. So it's going to be a fun a game to watch, though. A lot of offense, a lot of offense. Yeah. Not I sure about too way. much defense. Yeah. I think the only way that Oklahoma City could come out to that big blowout is if they could guard the pick and roll. So I don't know how their pick and roll defense is. Well, they're still a top team in the in defensive categories, but Paul George has been making that for them, making them a very. But I feel like if they could stop that that pick and roll, I feel like it it'll allow them to, um, you know, dominate the game because the Rockets on their pick and rolls with Chris Paul and James Harden, they could either drive to the hoop, you know, take a jump shot. Or kick it to Capella, or then kick it out for a three wide open three for like Ariza or Ryan Ains. That's how their offense works on the half court offense. Yeah. So I besides that, you know, if if OKC could do something there, then maybe they'll do good because Robertson plays good on defense for his Harden. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean OKC's got something to prove. Rockets want to continue to make sure people know that they're there and that they're coming for Golden State. So it's going to be a fun matchup to watch. OKC versus Houston, and that's the last game on ABC. And then you go to the game on 
TNT. TNT. Let's go to the young, the young, the young, team. young team. One really good, solid young team, and then one that's like, you know, kind of not really that good. We got the Lakers and the and the Timberwolves at Staples Center. So the Clipper or not the Clippers, the Lakers right now are eleven and eighteen. They are thirteen games back from obviously the first seed so they're 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 way out but i mean they've been playing lately lately well kuzma had like 38 the other day so he's been playing he's he just been balling out minnesota's in the fourth seed 19 and 13 so they've been playing the way people kind of expected them to be middle of the pack in the western conference so they've been playing solid basketball with jimmy butler jimmy butler as we said earlier in one of our podcasts we needed him to like see incorporate himself into that minnesota system and that's exactly what he did i think he had like 37 one game a couple like a couple days ago a couple games ago so he's been playing well i don't really i mean i think just because it's christmas and it's a big time game i could see the lakers coming out and playing well and like it being a solid game i honestly give this game a better percentage like chance of like being a more like entertaining game than okc Houston. That is that I don't know if that's weird to say, but I kind of do. I can see Carl Anthony Towns dominating this one. Yeah, I Carl Anthony Towns against I mean, who's their bigs right now? The Lakers. They got Brooke Lopez. I think he's on inju- no, he's, he's injured right now. And then they got Julius Randle who's is an okay defender, means, but means. but I don't know if he's really going to be doing much against Carl Anthony Towns. So Towns could have a big a really big game for for Minnesota, but I don't know. It's just a, kind of yeah, a think weird Lakers, matchup. Lonzo Ball has been showing up lately, and that's huge for them. And I, you know, I've been high on Lonzo throughout throughout the year personally, mm-hmm. but he's he's been showing like you know he's a top prospect in the NBA. Everybody was you know pointing fingers of how he started off slow, but you do see an adjustment period from rookies into the NBA. He is a rookie just because his father you know is out there, you know, hyping him up doesn't mean he still has that adjustment period yeah and let me just say one other thing like people like talking about like kuzma had 38 and then people are like comparing him to like oh is he gonna be the better laker that is the dumbest argument ever i'm an idiot because kuzma literally has one facet of the game and that's just scoring and then if you look at all of his other offensive abilities lonzo beats him out in defensive or Offensive rebounding Even on defense, Lonzo, on defense, Lonzo yeah, exactly. He had that great block. I think we posted on our Instagram. He just like blocked it and then went the other way and got a nice jump shot at the top of the key. He's overall just mm-hmm. a better player. And just because Kuzma puts up 38, it's like, let's calm down. He's got a lot more to develop in his game, especially on the defensive end, which he's been, which Luke Walton, the head coach of the Lakers, has said like he's really got to improve there, which he hasn't so far. Say- and he's shaky on the uh, shaky there. Yeah, Lonzo sets him up beautifully too, on so many plays. Exactly, he he he's a great playmaker. Yep. So I mean, go on too. Well, I mean, I people like just one more thing. Like people gotta like stop the argument because like I don't know. It's kind of like as soon as he like someone just has like a game like that, like we get like slowed down. They're both rookies, and I loved Kuzma's. Kuzma's response though after the game, they were like, because you know the reporters want to go with like the the question that everyone's like, did you expect to do this at the ro- as a rookie and, like, expect to have this great success? And, like, they usually expect the humble answer, and he was like, uh, the humble answer of, like, oh, yeah, well, it's been, like, a learning curve, you know. I didn't really expect this great outburst, you know. I expected it to come eventually, but then, like, Kuzma's like, 
yeah, I did expect this. And then he's like, are you sure? Like, he's like, oh, really, did you? And he's like, yeah, I did expect it. So I don't know. I just like the mentality that they have on the Lakers. And I think the young talent's going to work out well for them and end up uh, – being 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 really successful with the Lakers and that matchup against the they could they could really uh, show uh, show Minnesota a good game and I think they could they could pull off with the win and uh, you know it'll be be an entertaining day of basketball but um, let's move on to another segment that we got for like kind of a Christmas Christmassy theme and we'll start off we got wish lists for each team and what they want for Christmas so uh, they want Santa bringing them something good so you get nothing you lose good day sir. We'll start with uh, the Boston Celtics. First thing on their wish list, obviously, or the one thing that they they have on their wish list is a healthy Gordon Hayward. I think that's pretty obvious. They want him back. We talked about him in the last episode of the podcast. They want a healthy Gordon Hayward, Nick. They need him back. They yeah, well, need him other back. than that, other than that, the Boston Celtics look fine. Uh, yeah, they don't, need anything. they don't really need anything else other than maybe maybe another thing on the wish list is possibly waiting. You know, wanting LeBron to leave the Eastern Conference in this off season, but. Mostly they want Gordon well, Hayward back. Well, if we want to say, like, a, if they want to, like, try to get another big possibly, like trade trade for Marcus Gasol, trade Al Horford away from Marcus Gasol or something like that, maybe that's a possibility. But other than that, I think they're fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they, they should be fine. They should be fine. All right, let's move on to the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. You know, once again, we'll bring up the Kyle Kuzma-Lonzo Ball rookie connection. Mm-hmm. Will they become similar to the Showtime Lakers in Magic and James Worthy. The new Magic and James Worthy. That's what they need. They need a, they need a little dynamic there because it's looking like they're going to feature Kuzma and Lonzo in that offense and for the team. They also have, they obviously, also got, Julius Randle. Yes. But I kind of it looks like... Oh, I was going to say Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram, too. I completely forgot about him for a second. But, I, I mean... but you, Well, you got to admit, with the news that's going around with Kuzma go, lighting it up the other day, like people are kind of like... It's Kuzma and Lonzo, but yeah, maybe they'll throw in. That could be like the third, the third part of Showtime, early Showtime with like Kareem. I don't know. That's a little. That's that's an aggressive comparison, but they. Yeah, it is. It, it, but of course, it's Christmas time, so it's a wish list. So obviously, it's you know, you wish for what you want. You know, it's maybe it's not. It's maybe it's maybe it's a little too out there, but that's what they're looking for. They're looking for more Showtime Lakers, and that's what they were aiming for when they made the draft pick. So. That's what that's what yeah, the Lakers so are going for. Yeah, there there was probably would be youth development. I would say youth development. Yeah. So now we got uh, the Warriors. This is an easy, easy one. Nothing really that they want. Um, healthy Steph Curry. Healthy Steph Curry. Yeah, but I mean he's going to be back pretty soon. It shouldn't be a big deal. It's not looking like a serious injury, but. Honestly, the only thing we could say that they really want is like people being nicer to Kevin Durant. Maybe I don't know. Like, there's nothing else you can really ask of the Warriors, like, or the Warriors can ask for. It's like, you know, they're fine. So let's move on to the next one. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, they want Isaiah Thomas to be healthy and just come back and ball out, right? That's all they need. That's what they need from Isaiah. Hopefully, maybe he'll come back on Christmas and play against the Warriors and show out. But I don't know. They that's that's basically what they need because they I would have said before if you asked us like a month or two ago or at the beginning of the year what they needed they wish list is probably defense but they've been able to step that up and now it looks like they just they need Isaiah they just need Isaiah back and they can work him in and uh, play some good basketball next we got the OKC Thunder we're gonna go with uh, hopefully that they can somehow make the ISO ball work seamlessly with that system and. Uh, win some games and move up in the Western Conference because they've been struggling lately, but it, 
they've they've won their past couple games and they've uh, they've looked like they've been getting it together a little more. Melo's been giving up his role a little bit more w- watching the games and Russell Westbrook's been playing well and Paul George has been playing well, but overall for the rest of the season they'll need uh they'll need the iso ball to work seamlessly and that's what that's what that's what they're wishing for. I think they uh, could also wish for another shooter. True. You know, acquire a shooter. Get another shooter, but in terms of can never have too many. Can never have too many shooters. That's what Russell Westbrook needed last year. It looks like they are uh, they're missing Doug McDermott, would you say? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe, maybe. All right, let's move on to the next one. The New York Knicks. Hopefully, on their wish list, they can win a road game. They, yeah, they can't. They, they can't win on the road. Terrible on the road. They, their record on the road. Let's see exactly what it is. It's, I think it's, they have like two wins. It's pretty bad. Like it's, it's really bad. They are, yeah, two and nine, and then they're fifteen and five at home. So they have a big road trip coming up after, uh, after Christmas in the month of January. I think it's like nine games. So they need to get some. If they go like. Even if they go five hundred or if they go like four and five on the road trip, then it that's wouldn't exactly be exactly what you want to do. That, yeah. That's what you're just going for because that's what they struggled with last year. So if they can just stay close to five hundred and not like drop like go like one and eight or like two and seven and yeah. like do bad like that, they they should be fine. But that's what they're uh, that's what they need. They need some road wins. And then uh, next we got in the San Antonio Spurs on their wish list. They want harmony with Kawhi and Lamarcus and make that system work together. And uh, have some cohesive playing with them, and make the haters shut up about. I think this will be pretty easy to attain on their wish list. Of, I think Pop will have them playing fine, and Kawhi and Lamarcus yeah, won't skip a beat. They'll, I think they'll be we've fine. Seen, we've seen them play well together. But you know, they don't really have much to wish for because they they just get it done. They don't have any problem getting getting their system working. And then uh, we'll move on to the Rockets. Honestly, we didn't put anything on their we didn't yeah we didn't put much on their wish list other than uh, I don't know the thing I can really think of is win more games and stay above Golden State in the standings maybe if they really want to do that but that's not really a big deal I mean maybe it's a big deal like in terms of like having that in their mind like oh we can take on Golden State we we had a better regular season record but we saw how that worked with the Celtics they got smacked by the Cavaliers in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. So, I don't know, maybe the Rockets don't really have much to wish for because they've just been playing really good ball. stay healthy. Yeah, stay healthy. Stay healthy. Keep Chris Paul in the lineup by playoff time and keep James Harden. Maybe a James Harden uh, MVP award this year, Nick? What do you you think? Possibly. 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 He's been playing good. Number one, so it's got to be him. He's definitely in the conversation. Top top three candidate for sure. All right, let's move on to the – Young Chicago Bulls. Chicago! You know, hopefully on their wish list, you know, keep the hot streak going, which they lost actually to Cavs last night. But, you know, some young talent development as well. So that would probably, you know, help them because Laurie Markovich, you know, baby Dirk needs to develop. Mm-hmm. Also, hopefully Miritich could continue to, you know, He's been playing oh, wow. really well. He's been, I think, the other. They only lost by a couple to the to the Cavs the other day. So they've, uh, Bobby which is pretty some ball into him. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Portis. It was funny because they were like rooting for each other, and Bobby Portis was getting all hyped for Miritich, and I was like, oh, a couple a uh, couple months ago, you just punched this guy straight in the face and made him and like fractured his face and kept him out for the first month of the season. Maybe you guys would have won some more games. So they're they got they're rebuilding their teammate chemistry. I'd say. I'd say. Yeah, so let's move on. Toronto Raptors, can they get over that hump that we were talking about in the last 
episode, can they win in the playoffs? That that's, that's the big the question. Most important thing for them. They got right? They need playoff success. Demar Derozan dropped forty five against the Sixers, and they just they just been did. they just been looking really good. And uh, that that's really all because they're going to have a steady regular season. So it's all about having some playoff success and seeing how they do yep. there. And uh, I still I believe that they're going to be a team that wins in the first round and then gets bounced in like a six or seven game no, series yeah. in the second round. Although, unless, I, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say unless they get like the three or four seed and they face uh, Washington Wizards or Milwaukee Bucks, and I don't see them getting through. Oh, in the first round, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah it makes sense. Time. Makes sense. Yeah, I I can see them getting bounced in the first round, but need some playoff success to at least keep Dwayne Casey's job. I'd say. <laughs> so I don't know how yes. that's going to go. You know, we got the Philadelphia Sixers. Could Joel Embiid stay healthy throughout the whole season? They that's need their a, biggest question. It'll always be their biggest biggest uh, question mark. Yeah, Joel just. Joe's got to stay healthy throughout the year and get him because if they if they have any shot or hopes of being in the playoffs, they need Joel Embiid in the lineup. So because the, yeah. in the playoff picture already, they're just kind of hovering around the AC. They're fourteen and seventeen, so they've been dropping a couple games lately. So they need Joel to get in the lineup and stay healthy to get them to play better. Because exactly. him and him and Ben Simmons work really well together, so they just need a healthy they do. Joel they do. Embiid. They do have a good chemistry. Yep. Okay, and uh, let's move on to the Miami Heat. Another injury woes that they want to wish for that doesn't happen anymore with Hassan Whiteside, who hasn't played. Like, he really has missed a lot of games lately, and they just need him playing healthy because they're, like they're once again a team 16-15 and 15 right now, hovering around the eighth seed behind the Knicks. So they're a team that if they get Whiteside back in the lineup and kind of incorporate him again, and they, they just need him playing healthy to get their team going. And they got they got a young kind of core. Kelly Olynyk scored, I think, 32 against the Celtics the other day. which I'm was huge Kelly Olynyk fan. Which was, yeah, which was crazy. So they, they got good personnel on the team. They just need their – he is pretty much, I'd say, Deion Waiters is definitely not the star of that team. They need Hassan Whiteside working on all cylinders – and they will show some success. And I think yeah. they're a team that can end up being in the playoffs, definitely 7th or 8th seed. Probably their second-half team. <laughs> yeah, sec- right. they are, yeah, they're a second-half team, as we saw last year with that long, I think it wasn't a winning streak. It was just a string. Or was it a winning streak? I think it was just a string of games. They had, they, a little, they had a little winning streak, but they also, like, lost like probably like 10 in the second half like a ridiculously low number yeah so they they just had it yeah they just had a good second half so they need a healthy white side that's what they're wishing for next team we got the the los angeles clippers we got uh on their wish list yeah they're struggling pretty much on their wish list is to get good players in return at when they're selling at the trade deadline for like deandre jordan lou williams any players that they decide like maybe if they Dish off maybe Montrez Harrell or maybe I don't know, Patrick Beverly's injured. If I don't know if anyone would want to take Blake him. Griffin. Uh, but they signed him to a huge contract, so I see it as kind of difficult for them to to actually trade him. And then uh, I'd say a new uh, on on their wish list as well is a new head coach because Doc Rivers has outstayed his welcome there in Los Angeles, Amen. and they need, they need a new coach. So that's definitely on their wish list. And I just fired Doc and then move what's his name to the head coaching spot, Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell is Mike Woodson still there too? They got a lot of like head coach have, caliber yeah, got, assistant I think coaches. Lawrence Frank, Lawrence Frank, Mike Woodson, Mike Woodson and Cassell. Cassell. Yeah, they got a lot of guys that they can plug in for the rest of the year. But I think 
if if they don't decide on any of those guys, I I would just jump ship with Doc. He he he's been there way too long, and I don't think it's going to work out. So. so, yep. You know you know what I've said it in the past podcast. Doc needs to get the hell out of it. Doc does need to get. And the they got to get rid of his son too. Yeah, Austin Rivers got gotta go. But as long as he's there and he's got so much control over that team, I don't think he's gone. I think he's going to stay as long as Doc does, but which yep. which uh, may not be too much longer. So. All right, and now onto the the young Milwaukee Bucks. You know, coming off that huge win versus Cleveland Cavs, their probably only wish list would be for Giannis to extend his reign and start knocking down three pointers as well, just to make him as deadly as LeBron's been this year with 45% from the three. Yeah, pretty much. They just need a they just need a good Giannis on the on the three point line, and they could. He basically that's kind of like the way that LeBron ended up becoming so dominant too once he got a three-point game it kind of really even though he's kind of shaky with it still I mean it still adds another element to his game which will really help him out and Milwaukee in the future yep. so if he gets that I don't know man it's gonna be really scary to see Giannis play so moving on to the next team we got the Timberwolves and honestly their wish list is kind of they they've been playing really well so they've kind of gotten all their what they've wanted on their wish list just to have a playoff team especially in uh, Minnesota so um, they're really kind of looking for because the, they have a lot of older players on their team. So maybe they'd want to have like Jamal Crawford, Taj Gibson, Jeff Teague's kind of looked even though he's been playing well. The games that I've seen, at least he's he's they they don't really have a set rotation of guys, and they kind of been like I don't know. They've been playing well, so you can't really say anything. But they've kind of still been on like a weird state with that team. So I don't really – because they're not going to do much in the playoffs, I don't see. Like maybe a first-round win, solid win for the city – or for Minnesota. So I think they'll be fine. But really I just think that they need to get their older players and their veteran players to just play well with the young guys like Gian- – or not Giannis. We just talked about Giannis. With uh, Carl no, Anthony Towns. Yeah, with Carl Anthony Towns and um, Andrew Wiggins and kind of show them the way and just kind of get them in some playoff basketball and kind of just, you know, get them playing at a high level for the future especially and just have a good solid core of veterans that helps the young players so that's basically what we got for the Timberwolves and you can move on to your favorite team which you said your your second favorite team I guess with the with the Detroit Pistons Detroit basketball yep. is back Detroit basketball <laughs> is back once again for like the hundredth time I'll say it you know their probably biggest wish list would be for Andre Drum- Drummond to just continue shooting free throws Needs to I shoot like free throws like Ray 50%. Allen. 50%. <laughs> like 50%. No, 50%. If he's not going to one or two, they'll be fine. Yeah, honestly. That's, that's, we They need they need him just to shoot shoot well with free throws. They've been playing solid basketball right now. They are I will say. seventh seed, 17 and 14. So they've been playing solid basketball, especially better than last year. down a little, but... Yeah. They slowed down a little, but that's what you expect because they're not a top five team. They're just going to be but, up and down. Yeah, I would say another wish on this team would be if Luke Kennard could step up because they did pass on Donovan Mitchell for Luke Kennard. So hopefully he could get his game together so it doesn't seem as if he was the bust of the draft for the Pistons, which it's looking like it's going to be. Yeah, it's looking like it right now, yeah. They, they. Yep. I bet they wish they took uh, they took Donovan Mitchell the way he's playing right now. Well, if now. they took Donovan Mitchell, they would be even better. Yeah, exactly. Right? So uh, let's move on to... The Pelicans, recent news, Anthony Davis has been in, like, the talks of, like, possibly leaving. So their wish list is honestly to keep Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins there. 
for that team unless they decide, you know, we could sell and get some young pieces. There were talks about the Boston Celtics and possibly sending him over to Boston and getting some pieces like, I don't know, they probably get like Tatum or Brown or someone. Marcus Smart. Forget Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart and some picks. So if they want to do that kind of free, if, if that's what the way management would want to do it, which does it doesn't look like it now, they want to stick with Anthony Davis, then their wish list would do keep Anthony Davis happy and want him to stay in New Orleans and continue to play for the, for the Pelicans. I feel bad for Davis. Yeah, because he know, it's a good young talent, and you 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 see him like in and out know, of the not, playoffs and kind of use of it. Yeah, I think he's made the playoffs once. Yeah, the the I think that game or that series against the, the Warriors against the Warriors. Yeah, so their wish list is honestly to uh, keep Anthony Davis, and then uh, moving on to the next team, we got the Brooklyn Nets. Jaleel hey, Okafor has yeah. come out and said uh, he. Wasn't allowed, which is kind of funny. Like he said, he wasn't allowed to really work out, which is kind of ridiculous because you could work out on your own and do stuff. Like you see those like training videos of like Mello, Harden, and all these guys like in the New York gyms, like working out. And like he was yeah, saying that the Philadelphia 76ers staff like weren't helping him work out enough or something like that. So they basically, for the Nets, their wish list is to okay. get Okafor in shape and then have him actually play in the lineup because Kenny Atkinson is kind of said, which is the biggest excuse and just doesn't make any sense, is to not allow Okafor to play because he doesn't know the play, the set plays and everything and doesn't know the system, which is kind of ridiculous because they clearly do not have a system in hey, in Brooklyn. I don't, I don't see it. I, other than shooting threes. <laughs> Listen, he... He clearly, you know, hasn't been playing for the last two months. He's got to get in, back into game shape, like you said. But Kenny Atkinson, he he'll give Jaheel, he'll give Okafor the minutes. He'll give, he'll give he literally gives everybody a chance, all the way down to the twelfth man. You'll see some Brooklyn Nets guy come out of nowhere, and you'll be like, "Who is this guy?" And he's knocking down threes. So I'm not really concerned of Okafor's minutes. He'll get his when he, you know, maybe at the end of. After Christmas, because I'm sure the Nets aren't playing on Christmas, obviously. Yeah. But they'll get a break. <laughs> they'll get a break and then, you know, work them in into the system. But let's move on to the Washington Wizards. Could John Wall and Bradley Beal carry, like, Steph and Clay? You know, obviously they'll carry because they are two young stars in the NBA. They are literally, like, Damian Lillard and T.J. McCollum. They're this one the of the same. top top backcourts. Top backcourts. Yes, let's let's exactly let's pair. We'll pair the Washington Wizards with the Portland Trailblazers. They need, both teams need a third option with great backcourts, right? Yeah, I mean that. Who's going to be that third option? Third option is was supposed to be Otto Porter. He still could end up being that third option, but um, it's kind of exactly. they got to got they got to see him get back into his uh, his ways of last year and they just I think they'll be fine they'll start rolling again but that's kind of, they just need and honestly if they expect to like compete with teams like with Boston and, and even the Cavs which is not likely but they would need like John Wall and Bradley Beal to play out of their mind basketball and like have Bradley Beal and John Wall stay on the court because they've had injury troubles especially like. Bradley Beal was out for a period of time while John Wall's playing, and then John Wall was out for a period of time while Bradley Beal's playing, and kind of a, they got yep. the injury bug there too. So they just need them healthy and kind of playing like at ridiculous levels in order for them to really make some noise in the East. But 
Um, they they're they're a good solid team, and they just need you know they need those guys playing well, and they need Otto Porter to step in and play well too. So that's what that's basically what they need. Going to say bye. All right, and now moving on to the Dallas Mavericks. They need Dirk Nowitzki of uh, 2006 to be resurrected and help them play because there's nothing else really that this team can really get <laughs> because <laughs> they need MVP Dirk. years ago. Yeah, they need MVP Dirk back because they are 9-23 and and going absolutely nowhere. So, yeah. That's that's what they're wishing for. They they really got nothing else that they can get. Uh, the Blazers. Well, they have, yeah, go ahead. The We're, Mavericks. They have some young guys like Dennis Smith Jr., Harrison Barnes, and Nerlens Noel. If those three players could just continue to grow, I would say that would be their wish list because they know they're not making the playoffs at this point. So if they could just you know move on with with that and try to acquire another rookie in the off season or sign someone, that's probably their biggest wish list. Yeah, exactly. So now moving on. Now moving on to the Blazers. Like the Wizards, they need to find a third option. They haven't really. They expected for some reason they expected Evan Turner to be that. Then they thought yeah. it was Nurkic, and Nurkic got injured. He he came back lately. Or right now it's Shabazz Napier. Yeah, it yeah Shabazz. <laughs> shout out Shabazz UConn. Um, it has been like they they've just been like flipping from guy to guy like a, it was like you said it's Shabazz then it was like Nurkic then it was Evan Turner for a while like he'll have games where he's on and off and then you have guys like uh, Aminu Mo Harkless. or Mo, Mo Harkless and they'll have just like a ton of different guys step in which are good solid role players but they need like a bona fide guy to be the third option and they don't really have that so yep. they're still searching. Let's move on. Phoenix Suns, another non-playoff team. Might be worse in the West, but we'll see. They could wish for a healthy Devin Booker, but that will come with time. I would say they want to see some youth development in Josh Jackson's game, especially with Devin Booker out. I would also like to see if I was a Phoenix Suns um, you know, GM or coach or a fan, for that instance, to see who's going to take over that point guard with Tyler Ewis. Is he going to ball out? Or is Dragic Bender? Is Bender gonna, you know, show up? They they wasted like a fourth pick, fourth overall pick on him, thinking he's next Kristaps. We haven't seen that, so let's hope that they see some young development. Yeah, honestly, that's what they need. Bender was supposed to be like the next Kristaps, which is crazy because he it was he was like drafted the year right after. So I don't know what they were thinking there, that's but. Yeah, they probably weren't doing a lot of thinking. But, uh, yeah, they're just looking for some growth in Josh Jackson and the rest of the youth guys. T.J. Warren has been playing really well for them. So Yes, he has. They've been NC State, the Wolfpack. Yeah, so, <laughs> the Wolfpack. So they've been having some good play from there. So uh, they just honestly need some growth with the youth movement to really help them get better. And like you said, Devin Booker's health will come with time so moving on to the kings their wish list is uh they need a draft pick that actually works out to be like a a, a absolute like stud they had that with demarcus cousins but then they just killed that relationship with him they drafted darren fox and he's been he's been a solid player but he's been on and off again like coming off the bench not really playing as much as they'd want him to so they just need a, a home run draft pick once again like they had cousins but they need to actually develop a solid relate solid relationship with them. Yeah, I'd give it to the Kings. They they're at least competing. I think they're on like a two game winning streak actually. But you know, they have Harry Giles, hopefully maybe that will be their home run when he comes back after I guess the All Star break or maybe in January I think he's supposed to come back. 
hopefully he could show up. He was a future former number one, you know, All-American coming out of high school. Hopefully he'll get it together and stay healthy. Yeah. Because he's a talent. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Jazz. Jazz, what do they need? Obviously, what we said, you know, last episode for Rudy Gobert to stay healthy, but they probably would be, they need a scorer that could go get his, like like Gordon Hayward. You know, they're going to always lack that guy now. Yeah, they need a guy that to pair with Dennis Smith. And also they would maybe need a healthy Rudy Gobert. Um, maybe Ricky Rubio plays like he did last year with Minnesota, even though it was on a losing team. But they, they kind of just need a, they need a little more scoring than uh, than they have with Donovan Mitchell and another second option to kind of to kind of pair with them. But uh, yep. I mean, they're just kind of like in a rebuild, but they're not really in a rebuild because they still have really good, solid NBA players. They're three games below 500 right now, 15 and 18. So I don't know. They're just kind of hovering, and they'll honestly. I don't think Joe they'll... Jesus will do it for you. Yeah, I don't think Joe Jesus will do it for you. He's he's too old now. So. Um, you know, with the team, the, the, they're just going to be a team that kind of like will go on a run and then kind of go back, go back below 500 and kind of get up there and make, mm-hmm. some, make a little bit of noise, but nothing much. But honestly, for the next draft, they're, they got to look for a, another score because they hit a home run with a, with a later pick in Donovan Mitchell. So who's not to say they can? Yeah, they can't, it's a good pick. Yeah, so they can, who says they can't do it again? So that's the deal with Utah. Let's go on to the Pacers. Victor Oladipo needs to elevate his game to Michael Jordan level. If that that I mean it is a wish list, so you could say that Oladipo's been playing absolutely out of his mind. Obviously, he's been like one of the big surprise kind of good feel good stories of the NBA. Oladipo playing so well back in Indiana where he played his uh, college ball. So he's a nice story. So honestly, Pacers are overachieving right now, so they don't really have anything else on their wish list. If they wanted that, they would want. Victor Oladipo to be playing like Michael Jordan or playing, you know, in their eyes right now, he is Michael Jordan because he's playing so yeah. good. They got him in the four seed, 18 and 14 right now. So Maybe uh, see, like, another guy, another guy with you because they, they got some young guys that they traded for, like um, Sabonis, Sabonis. or TJ Leaf. Yeah, Maybe and then those guys could Thaddeus up. Young has been playing well, too, Miles Turner, so... They got good. Yeah. They got good. Te- they got some good young players on the team, and they they're just uh, they got to keep doing what they're doing and keep maintain maintain their consistency right now and play keep playing their game that they're doing now because it's working for them. Yeah. So the next one we got the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets they've been playing some good basketball, but we would like to see you know Paul Millsap get healthy with his hand and see what he could continue to do in Denver, as well as they got to find their point guard. They got Jamal Murray. They got Emmanuel Mudiay, but we need we need a point guard. They they just keep bouncing around with point guards, and they, yep. they haven't really. I mean, Jamal Murray's been getting more uh, minutes now. Mudiay kind of started the season, so um, they they're still like Mudiay will have a game where he like comes off the bench and scores like like close to twenty points, and then they'll be like, oh, is Mudiay now going to be the starter? Like I don't know. They just got to figure out their point guard situation. Maybe they'll end up making a trade or something and, like, getting maybe another draft pick. Although they, it would be tough for them to get, like, a top draft pick because they're doing pretty solid right now, seventh in the East, or Western Conference. I keep messing that up. They're seventh in the Western Conference, 16 and 15. So they just need to get Millsap back, and I think that'll increase them by a couple of spots in the West. And then uh, they just need to find figure out that point guard situation. Yeah, they, they, they could find – I wouldn't be surprised if they draft some like international point guard, 
yeah. because that's what like small market teams do. But we'll see what, where they go with that. Yeah, you know, I like Denver. They're playing some good basketball. But let's move on to the uh, next one. Atlanta the Hawks. Hawks. They just need honestly. This will be a quick one. They <laughs> they just need tank. A, a tank and get a great lottery pick. That's all exactly. they all they need. Um, and now let's let's move on to the next one. Uh, Memphis yeah. Grizzlies. Marcus Saul needs to leave town. They need to just rebuild that team. They fired the coach. Their whole like franchise is just kind of like taking a hit after Zebo and Tony Allen. The grind. What is it? The grindfather. You call him. Yep. That's what they call him. The grindfather. Yep, Tony Allen. Grindfather. So he's gone, and they just need to do rebuilding. Kind because of, Marcus Saul kind of has looked like he uh, just. Outstate is welcome in Memphis, and looks like he's got to just move on. And like, I th- who'd you say that they would possibly tra- who who would want to look to trade for Marcus Saul? Grizzlies. Yeah, or I would say Boston Celtics, Portland Trailblazers, possibly. Um, maybe, maybe, but I doubt it. Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, so you know, I mean, teams like that. He's just got to get out of there, and they just need to find a new home for him, other than Memphis, because it's just looking like a crazy situation. Then the uh, we got the Magic. They need to get a pick that ends up to be better than Jonathan Isaac. <laughs> um, no, no he's shade. So young, no shade at Jonathan Isaac, but is, there is some shade at Jonathan Isaac because he's he's not really playing too well. They're eleven and twenty-one. They so started. Young. They started off. Yeah, he is young. They started off the season really well, and now they're eleven and twenty-one. So that script is script has flipped real quick on the Orlando Magic and they've taken the turn for the worst for this season so they're probably in tank mode already so they just need to get a better a, a better pick and you know maybe Isaac will end up being good you know we see the same like people were saying Jalen Brown's garbage and then he comes out his second year and has a good year so it, it can, I, I it can flip I really quick in, I still believe in Isaac he's you know he's long he's athletic he's young exactly. so we'll see what happens with that exactly let's move on to our last but not least, the Charlotte, yep, not least the Charlotte Hornets. You know, Kemba Walker can Kemba continue like he did in 2011 for the UConn Huskies. They need Cardiac 2011 Kemba. cardiac Kemba. Seven got a mismatch. Walker on the game with four. Kemba Walker step back. Walker cardiac Kemba does it again. To play for the rest of 2018 after the new year. <laughs> to get the Charlotte Hornets and Jeremy and get, Lamb too, man. Jeremy Lamb has been playing well. They're eleven and twenty right now. We were talking about how well Dwight Howard's playing, but the team has not been playing particularly well. So they just need mm-hmm. a little more from Kemba. I guess he had a really solid season last year, all first All Star appearance. So they just need Kemba and uh, the former UConn studs to to step up and kind of. Uh, lead the squad again and kind of get Charlotte on the right track because it's the Eastern Conference. It's so early in the season, too, and they can just after – once it, once the new year hits, they can they can go on a run if they get Cardiac Kemba back, don't you think? Cardiac Kemba! Yeah, you go on a five-game winning streak. I think you're right back into the mix of the East. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like it's the eighth seed in the East. Yeah, it's not too, not, not too difficult to get back in there. All right, thanks, everyone, for listening to the Talking True Hoops podcast. This was our Christmas special. Um, you know, I hope when everybody has a Merry Christmas and enjoys the basketball games. Rob, have anything else to add? I think uh, no, not really. We just got enjoy your holiday. Merry Christmas. If you celebrate Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah as well. That's been going on. But um whatever holiday you celebrate during the holiday season, have a have a wonderful one and uh definitely hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, hit us with the follow. Uh definitely um subscribe to the podcast, give us a rate and review. 
enjoy the Christmas Day games and uh, thank you for listening to the Talking Turkey Podcast with Robert Slider and Nick Carabalos. We will see you next time. Come back again for NBA Talking True Hoops, your stop for straightforward basketball talk with Rob Schlatter and Nick Paramount.